And we are live. Welcome back to On the King's Dime, Monday night, the 28th season. Very quickly coming to a head, but we have a an absolutely action-packed show tonight to bring to you. Sound, sounds pretty good. I can put that away. Um, sounds Perth, too good to be true. Yeah, sounds too good to be true. A fantastic win against Perth. What a win, man. That was just one of the best performances I think I've ever seen this Kings play in the last at least 10 years. Um, comprehensive on both ends of the floor. We're going to get straight into that. Talk about that. We won't go off too early. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll talk about some of the games and upcoming fixtures that are pretty important. Now we've got that one win we were talking about last week. We uh, have an interesting sort of uh, set of games coming up and a real chance to cement that second spot, which would be massive. Uh, but as always, we're live right now on Facebook. Uh, we are also putting these up on YouTube after uh, as a premiere tomorrow afternoon. If you want to watch us kind of in replay, get on there and watch the premiere on YouTube. And then we put these up on the Anchor platform, which goes out to Spotify, to Apple Podcasts, to Google Podcasts, uh, and to, what's the other one? Um, Spotify? Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think I said that. It's Spotify. Um, but yeah, so yeah, give us a like, subscribe, rating, review. Let's get straight into that game on Saturday night. What a game. That was just a, a fantastic performance. The start was just magnificent watching that team just completely silence the Perth crowd um, and really like Owen three and O against that team like have a you know a very interesting sort of you know a comprehensive set of three and O um, over the Perth Wildcats this season like that's I don't think we've had uh, uh, anything sort of that is wasn't a ding dong battle against them during the season in the last five, six years since Gaze, since even probably before Gazy. Um, but yeah, fantastic. You give us your thoughts on the overall game in general to start with. I think they just took it to them initially and they defended very well on the line and it was over in the first quarter. I really think it seems like Sydney can now maintain pretty strategically. You know, there was that first push in the quarter, third quarter and, you know, being in Clark came on and just, you know, Got some easy buckets. It, it it seems like scoring is so easy. <laughs> There's so many avenues of capability that teams just don't know what to do. You know, they they really don't. And I think Scott Scomo Scomo really struggles in that small ball setup because they don't have like when Jock when Jock's too slow. Um, they don't have that nimble big man and play. Uh, really against Cooks, Mart or, or Mart, um, and it's it's they're they're too slow on the roll. Sydney's too well drilled, and yeah, man, it, you just you see NBA quality come through from these three guys. It's like it's like men playing with children. It's kind of absurd, really. And you know, it's it's been a great supporting cast, not necessarily on the stat sheet, but just getting out there and defending and running. Swaggler uh, Bullock, mate, he has been a phenomenal defensively. defender. Just defensively, he was great on Cotton. Just just to start, like you, you brought up a great point, Majok, Majok. Just we just rinsed him off the floor. Basically, he couldn't stay on the floor um, against McCurr Maker too. Like that was also huge. Like you just go, like we threw down the court, and like, we've got to like formally. Well, do we have to apologize? Apologize, but we formally have to just go. Okay, like he answered the bell because we we sort of were making comments about him being, you know, very raw, struggling a little bit. 
Uh, but he he's come out in the last two games and had two superb games. And he essentially just rinsed Majok Majok off the floor. And then as soon as Matt Hodgson came in, it was the same thing. It was like any time Majok Majok was, you know, four to five feet out from the basket, it was just like anyone, someone come over here, want to go buy him? Yep, thank you. And they would just go straight by him and score. And then when Hodgson came out, it was just the same thing. It was like, oh, we'll bring this guy eight feet out and then just go buy him. Like, And you could tell Perth straight away, like after those two – um, Vic Law and Bryce Cotton, it's very, very rough, man. It's it's not the same team yeah. from two years ago. I mean, what's his what's his name? Mitch Norton is not there. And, you know, he can be a little bit of a mixed bag type of player, but he's also a little bit more of a heartbeat and defensive type player. But at the same time, that you take those two guys away. And we they said it. The guy said it um, after the game. They said the plan was to take the ball out of Vic Law's hands and double-team him and, you know, make it as hard for him as possible. And you're on the risk with Bryce Cotton. Um, every time you, you know, make Cotton a scorer, you're running a risk. But you could tell it was basically two against five. And all five of our guys com- contributed on the defensive end. And I think all five of our guys, our starters, contributed on the offensive, offensive end. And... Maybe not Wani, obviously, like Wani struggle, but at the same time, like you're still aggressive and pushing the ball, and it's still, you know, I, okay, I'm not like he had a he missed a fairly fairly straightforward layup in transition, and you kind of go, oh man, that was that was more one that he didn't just you know miss a bunny. That was one that kind of just rolled off the rim, and you kind of like, oh man, I wish that went down for his confidence. But at the same time, like you're not seeing. Uh, any hesitation like he, he won't shoot it in the corner like a couple of times he won't shoot it, but at the same time like he'll you know not shoot it and then do something with it like he doesn't just hold the ball he doesn't you know hold up position he'll get it and go he'll try and finish and still I think you know if he can kind of put something together but defensively man like talk about how good he was because on Bryce Cotton like just smothered him smothered him to pieces like they must have um, had some practices some scrimmages over the last few years that he was there at Perth and to have him yeah. come over and then it's just like, put the clamps on that guy, thank you. And that was, yeah, fantastic to watch. It's just to always know that he's going to fight around that screen and come from behind and that taking that shot may result in him blocking it. It puts Cotton in two minds so many times and, you know, he comes around the screen and then tries to kick the ball out and they're all, you know, they're all cold. So it's, it's what he puts into their head more than what he actively does on the floor. You know what I mean? He, you know that if there's a screen that's set, he's flying around that screen and you can either shoot it and have the ball deflected or you can dump it off to another guy. And our perimeter defense is excellent. And, you know, we said last year, you know, Drill's not the, the, the best on-ball defender or perimeter defender, but in this setup, you can see that it's just he's just slotted in nicely in that kind of low block running out to the guy on the perimeter who's going to take a shot. You don't see him get into these situations where he's going to get blowed by and there's no defending the rim. And it's it's smart tactical work from Buford. It really is. It's, um, yeah, and, I mean, that, yeah, keep going. And you've got Ian who is just an elite on-ball defender. <laughs> you know, and, and, um, and he's the ref tried to give it to person that second and the quarter. There was, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But Ian Clark, man, like he, he's not even that good a defender. Like he's not even that good a defender, quote unquote, for the audio people I'm like giving a quote unquote. But still you can tell he's on ball. He's just like, 
oh yeah, just like have to keep pace with this guy and, you know, just keep in front of him. That's all I need to do. Like, and you could tell he does like NBA things as well. It's like, he doesn't get in there and try and draw charges. He doesn't make sure he's like right up on the defender and like gets like, doesn't get like right in front of him to like, cause you know how many people will just, you know, oh, I'll just bump into you. That's a foul. Like, oh, the guy was going to the basket and he bumped into him. It's a foul. And we saw a little bit of that, like you're saying, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but him, his ability to play on ball and just stay in front of people and make sure he doesn't foul. He fouls a little bit. They're mostly reaches, um, like silly stuff, like aggressive type stuff. But yeah, and then shooting the ball quietly, just having a 19.9, 8 of 12. Did that feel like a 19.9? I didn't like, he, he made some timely buckets, some big threes, you know, went to the hole a little bit. Didn't get to the line, but I didn't, that didn't feel like a 19.9. I, I was quite surprised to see that he was second top scorer. It didn't feel like it, but, you know, it's um, he's just efficient, man. You know why I didn't feel like he's having the ball in his hand trying to score every two seconds? So in the NBL, you feel like the top scorer always has their ball in the hand, whereas doesn't. So much efficient shooting. It's like what Jarell is. Jarell's an extremely efficient shooter. He's not taking 30 chucks. It's not Casper Ware, like, 28 shots a game for 21 points, you know what I mean? Like, it's definitely more efficient. It's just quality. It really is quality. It's- great to watch there's just way less of like the last year where they just tossed it to Jarrell after he was like buffeting around in the post and he's like 18 feet and everyone's cleared out. <laughs> he's just gotta like step back and try and hit like this tough jumper this is none of that like he's getting wide open corner sh- um corner threes basically because of all the movement um from our guards and then he's essentially getting kind of these these catch and carries where he can go off for one foot turn inside he can rinse a guy and then he just kind of had the wood over pretty much anyone that came off the bench um which which was great to see and then having cooks come back out and get 14 minutes as well and look you know pretty decent man he's finishing around the rim has gotten better i think cooks like he's gotten way more stable i i I know i've been watching him for a few years um the last sort of four-ish years you and i have kind of seen a fair bit of him but i think his stability and keeping his body stable to, to to make finishes, I think, is is really really improved, and that's kind of why he has been so good for us this season. And it was good to see that you know his touch around the rim kind of helped keep to keep propelling us. And you know you're trying to keep Maker off the glass, you're trying to keep Jarrell off the glass, and then you've got Angus Glover crashing the glass as well as Cooks. And you just look at this as just a recipe for, you know, size and power. And I think, you know, we punched Perth in the mouth and they, you know, were happy to just go, okay, well, you know, we don't want to fight fire with fire here. We're down 20. And I think they were down third, nearly 30 at one point. I think it was a 28 or 29 point lead. And then the commentary team's like, you know, if Perth get, you know, two or three more buckets here, they might make it a game. Oh, yeah, they might make it a 20-point lead. Like, <laughs> the game's over, mate. Like, what are you talking about? It was over in the first yeah. quarter. Like, oh, I thought that was funny. But you're right. Let's let's talk yeah. the rubber banding, man. And I think it is rubber banding. Like, I like – I watch a lot of this. I've been watching a lot of this league. And I'm so surprised how many teams get out to like 14, 15-point leads and then you kind of look at the play-by-play and you're just like, hmm, there's a series of fouls in there. Like, that's interesting. Like, And then, oh, look, it's a tie game. Like, you know, it's not just a, it's not just our team. I think it's a little bit of a, uh, a league-wide thing where suddenly the refs will just start calling fouls if another team's down heaps. And they were in the bonus, I think, with like eight minutes to go in the second quarter. 
like, and then I don't think they even went to the line in that second quarter. What did they shoot? Um, they shot 29 free throws. Like, holy moly, this, this game could have been even worse, man. 29 of 23, and we shot 9 of 18. Like, I was, it was hilarious. Bryce Cotton shooting 9 of 11. Like, I don't know. I still like to take what he shoots from the free throw line and probably halve it and sort of say, like, that's, you know, that's the kind of, um, that's the kind of, tally that he should be shooting in a game because I do think he gets some yeah. preferential calls and that's okay. He's earned that right. He's been one of the best players in the league. Um, but I also think he foul baits a little bit. And I think that's kind of an unspoken thing that nobody really sort of says that much about. He likes to flail a little bit, put himself in, in dangerous situations where he just gets like, like buffeted aside and like makes a meal of it as a, a little bit. And there was just no, no breathing space for him. I don't think. And Wani's one, uh, it's a great credit to Wani. Um, for you know really really putting the wood on him and it also wanted to take me into my next point which I've just completely blanked on on cotton um no nah, it's gone it picks out way too much he loves trying to get a foul ah it was it was Adams basically yeah. to, it was leading me into I think and I said very cryptically on the Twitter like I honestly think he's a better guard I think He's much yeah. more stronger, stable. He's a better defender. He's just more durable. Like he's also he, four inches taller. Just du- more durable, yeah. I think that's a huge thing. And that's no disrespect to Cotter. Like, look, he's been one of the best players in the league. And, you know, we're having our moment where we've just beaten them 3-0 and it's, it's, it's great to finally, you know, it's been a long time coming to finally be able to, like, have a bit of a laugh at Perth's expense. Uh, but I just think he's a better all-round guard and it's – It'll take a few years at this level for him to get that credibility if he stays. But I even think he had a huge impact on that game too, right? He he stared down Cotton. Yeah. Jalen Adams kind of stared him down and went, all right, we'll go bucket for bucket for a bit. And then, all right, like, you know, it's you and it, you versus me. And I, I feel like that's the first time I've seen Bryce Cotton, you know, they're down a little bit him kind of give up the ball and not really try. I thought that was very, very interesting and very telling. Um, obviously, they were down like 20 plus and the game's probably over by those points. But usually you, you get a bit more of a uh, a bit more of a showing from him. And I think it's kind of been across all the games. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think I think you also, they have to preserve something following week. I think, you know, you can go on when the game's lost the game. True. Really. And that's the thing is that you just, you want to kind of take it as they're still fighting for that, you know, they're still that in third spot now, they're still fighting for that position. There's going to be bigger fish to fry in the next couple of weeks when really this is the closest league we've had in a long time. But those top six teams are really all fighting for it. I think last year was Melbourne. pretty good, but yeah, I think you're right. I think if you if you take a step back from like ladders and games if you look at these four team, five teams, I think you could probably go, mm, any one of these teams could probably win it here if they have a red hot run. Perth, Melbourne and us definitely. And then, you know, the Hawks played quite well as well. And then the Phoenix could probably, you know, be on the back end, the caboose bringing up the uh, rear end. But yeah, you were saying. You got the Jack jumpers, mate. Jack jumpers. Just burgling wins like the Jack burglars, man. They're just pulling off some wins out of nowhere and it's ruining everyone's tipping experience, man. It was good. And and I guess we, we must say that they did play against Perth and Perth were playing a uh, Thursday, Sunday, Saturday or whatever it was, the Sunday, Saturday. Um, 
so maybe that took a little bit out of them, but you would have thought they would have preserved that energy for that Sydney game. And it's the first time, kind of time that I've seen this Kings team and it was like it was nasty. Like I said on Twitter, nasty, but I, did, I didn't mean like, you know, nasty as in like fighting nasty. I kind of meant like, yeah, we'll grind you into the dust and then put the foot on your neck and then stomp. Like we've seen this team yeah. kind of grind a team, put the foot on the neck and then, you know, the team sweeps the leg, we fall over and then suddenly, you know, we're back one-on-one again and then it's a it's a close win. But I felt like this was a game where I haven't seen Sydney play a, a game where it was just like we stomped the neck, we cracked the neck and they were lying dead and we left and we celebrated, you know. It's a bit of a dark, <laughs> dark meme, but I haven't seen that in this team, you know, and it's it was, it was great. I, was, I loved every minute of it, so... It was. Um, it's a weird to watch when you just you're expecting them now to win every game. Like they've just they've proven to you that they're so efficient and so real. And I, you know, I mean, if it's tight now, you're like, nah, they've got this. This is. It. They've got it to in within five points. They're going to win these. You know, like it's. I'm waiting for the other shooter job reality to set back in. It has to be a reality point. I mean, no team is. You know the Warriors or the 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 Bulls dynasty. So, what, what game do you feel is going to be that kind of that re? Is it this week against the Jack Jumpers? You know, we've still got two games against Illawarra. Brian Gorgian is a master moment against. Us. Mm. What do you feel is the return to earth? So, I'm going to grab the fixtures here now. So, this week we're playing the Jack Jumpers. In Tasmania, I don't know. That team feels that Jack Jumpers team is, you know, if Magne plays well, then yeah, okay, you're going to see them play well against the Kings because essentially they've got a big man who can combat out like 17,000 big men coming out of the woodwork. Um, that's an answer reference if you want to get that. Um, but I don't know. Look, looking at all these teams, like Melbourne even looked a little bit soft in the, the big man department. You know, they, they get away with it a little bit because they've got some pretty good shooting. Um, Perth, I just don't see... I just see two big men that aren't good enough to be on the floor against us. And once you take those two guys out, you're just looking at a very soft kind of Vic Law and Cotton. And that's that's still formidable. Like, you're looking at that and going, yes, on any given night, that's definitely a, a, a combo, a duo that can beat a Kings team or pretty much any team in the league. The Hawks, yes, there's the gorge factor. There is still maybe not enough size, maybe. Like, there's Froling. Yeah, I, I've kind, of been, Reith I've and, kind um, of been watching Reith and going like, doesn't he's not that physical, and he kind of struggles so a little bit when there's some bigs and there's a bit of physicality, right? Uh, That's kind of creeping into my mind. Um, and then the Phoenix, like, they don't have bigs. Like, we've kind of shown that you need two kind of six ten, six eleven bigs that are chunky, and they have got a bit of size and power to come up against our our array of big men and look, we don't want to jinx it, touching wood here. Um, this run is going on great. And like you, you touched on before, it's like, I think I'm now getting into the, like, we're going to start being disappointed if we start losing games because of how good we've been. <laughs> it's like, Oh, this is an unusual <laughs> position to be in. Usually I'm just like, ah, it's okay. We lost. Like, you know, this team kind of sucks a little bit. We lost, but lo- like watching this team, I'm going to be, there's going to be some very interesting games. Like it's, we're back to kind of Will Weaver territory where it was just like you're expecting yeah. wins every night. Um, but what do, you, what do you reckon about these teams? 
Look, the jack jump, uh, the jack jump is for me kind of that weird team that can really keep your scoring to a minimum, and it's just it just seems like it's that New, New Zealand breakers team for us. We just don't step. But I mean, um, this is the last loss we've had in the last games was to the jack jumpers, but that was not with a Ian Clark involved. So adding that, you know, third fourth scoring option to the team. I don't know if the Jack Jumpers have the ability. Look, mind is that we have these two games against the Hawks, and that for me is going to be the tough crowd. Is, is if we can beat the Hawks twice, I dare say that we can go all the way to the finals. That's you know I think if we've matured enough to beat the Hawks twice, it, it's a pretty telling thing for the postseason. And, you know, I, I, I think we can come first. Um, the question is, is that do we want to come first? Like, what team do you want to play in the first round? I think, yeah, three games is hard, right? Because you've got to, if you get unlucky twice, you're out. Mm. But in a five-game series, you know, you get unlucky twice, you can 2-2. Two, two. So it's kind of, what te- it's, it's thinking strategically about what team we really want. Because I think this team's good enough to take that touch. Is it like I don't? I'm in a position where I don't. It doesn't matter. Like I play any team. Like I don't care. Like the rivalry and from what we've seen, right? You, you a kind of want to avoid Melbourne because it's like it's Melbourne, um, but also knocking them out's great. Like that'd be great if we just went into a semi. They somehow drop to like third, maybe or second, and we were third or something, uh-huh. and you just like knock you out. Thanks, that's great. Um, as long as we kind of meet either per like getting ahead of ourselves, we meet either Perth or Melbourne in a final. Like that's great. Um, you don't want to go out to like a Hawks or a, you know, the also ran team that comes in like a Phoenix. Um, but I still think it's a hard road either way. Like, I don't think any of these roads are going to be like, Oh, we play that team and we're, you know, like we've got the wood over that team. Like we should be going to the finals. Like I think this team now it has a level of expectation in that whoever we play, I think you can pretty safely try and like you can, I was going to say expect to, them to win, but you can pretty safely say that, you know, they should be tipped to at least try and win a series. Like like the last last season, like all yeah. a few few times, like the last like five or six years, like we've been in positions where like you're looking at a game going, Oh man, like, can we just play this team? So like we have a kind of easier road to the finals. It was a little bit like that against Melbourne. Like we kind of knew that Melbourne team was reeling and on its knees and you were just like, let's cut their heads off. That'd be great. And go into the finals. Um, and the Perth team was hot at that time. So you were just like, Oh man, just please, please don't finish. Oh, we, we finished first. So please don't finish like second. So you have to play Perth. Like at least Melbourne kind of limped into that final spot. Um, but I'm kind of comfortable. Like I, I, any team, like whatever team, you, you, like you know, king, like the the Jack Jumpers, the Suck Humpers, whoever, like Kings in four type of thing, right? Um, but this yeah. this Jack, I don't know. I, I kind of look at these these array of bigs over these five teams, and I'm like, I don't see a crop of bigs that matches who we've got. Like looking at this um, Jack Jumpers team, we might go through a couple of a little little bit more talk about it. Um, but Magne and Perry in this team. Um, and even Magne is listed at 6'10". Who else do they have in terms of bigs? Like, we've got three bigs, like Jarrell, Maker, Cooks. You're probably going to have to have at least two 6'10", 6'11", bigs that have some size and power. And this, looking at this 
this Jack Jumpers team, they got one. And then McVeigh, where I don't know, McVeigh's kind of like a you know, he's listed at six eight. I think he's probably plays plays more of a power forward center type position, but he shoots the ball, so he's not necessarily like a big guy. And you know, looking at some of these teams like that that we've discussed, Perth, they don't have the array of bigs. This Illawarra Hawks team, um, Looking at their roster, Sam Froling, I feel like when we had Jordan Hunter, it was like like you, the same guy yeah. there that you could throw it and it would just kind of cancel it out. Now we've kind of got some bigs. We're Jordan Reith as well. Um, if they're playing Ogilvy and, and um, Harry Froling and Gak in any kind of you know comparable minutes that are important, like they're in trouble Like if that's happening, right? Yeah, um, yep. Looking at Melbourne, Luala Chul, I'm just bringing him up here. Luala Chul's obviously probably one of the best bigs in the league. I think he's he's been a little bit up and down um, and has some issues with Chunk as well. Like he's not a he's not a powerful big, um, but he's very skilled and very good around the rim. Um, and you look at them, he's a seven-footer. And then Hakpoti is very raw. He's been quite like decent but raw. Um, and then Jack White, you would look at those three and still kind of just go, mm, you know, I've that's kind of on par. Like that's on, on paper, that's a little bit on par. Like, yeah. And maybe we've got the edge because of Jarrell and Cooks. Um, but in turn, and then the other part of it, like going through that, you, you look at our team and you're not like a Perth going like, oh, if you take two of those guys out, like they're, they're in trouble. It's like, no, 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 no. We've got Jalen Adams, Clark. You know, yeah. DJ's coming into some great form. We never, we didn't talk about him, but he's looking like um, knowing where that space is now. And it's just like, oh, if I stand here, I've got this space. And, you know, I just go one dribble to the left and he's hitting him. He's hitting those threes. He's getting fouled as well, which is great on those closeouts. He's got a shot. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, don't sleep on Wani. Wani might get some scoring going, but at the same time, he's on the floor to play defense. And, you know, how many guards in this league are you looking at and going, um, ooh, Wani's going to have a tough night on that guy. Like, you know, maybe a Garda yeah. or someone like that or, or like a Harvey, Tyler Harvey and Jessup maybe. Um, but, yeah, like like going through these some of these rosters, like yeah, I'm kind of looking at this Kings team and going, you know what, we've got some size and power in both, you know, the guards and the forward positions. Like, you know, I'd love to see a steamroll. Yeah. You know, we, we've peaked quite early. Nine in a row is a big peak and, you know, I'm hoping it doesn't just fall away. But, yeah, this is this has just been one of the better seasons over the last six years, you know, up there with that season when we had Jay Sean Tate, where we almost felt invincible playing any team when you have Jay Sean Tate on the court. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's quickly do a three, two, one, and then some tips. And then we'll talk quickly just about some of the games coming up a little bit more if we have anything else to ring out of the conversation. So yeah, three, two, one. Englong three. Yep. Jarrell two uh, and, and Adams one. Jarrell Adams. I had Adams as uh, my three. Eight assists. I think he had eight assists. Um, yeah, eight assists, 20 points, seven of 10, four or five from three. And just some like, no, 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 yes. And like shots that I look at and just go, those are not going to go down so soon. And what have you? What else have you got? But watching him get eight assists, like you can tell he just, 
he just knows where people are and it's not a struggle. You don't like watch it. Like, you know, how many times have we just harked on about Casper, 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 dump inside, dump it inside. Don't try and finish through traffic. Like, what are you doing? Like, he just knows where everyone is and he goes up high, goes down low, you know, he'll, he'll find someone on a trail, on a curl. Like he'll find anyone anywhere basically. And it's in this rhythm. Like it's not, he doesn't have to struggle to find anyone. He doesn't have to work hard to get other people buckets. It's just in the, in the rhythm of flow and the offense. And it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So I went for three for him, Clark for two. And then I, I thought McCurmaker deserved one. I thought McCurmaker deserved two as well, but, um, you know, you can't, can't give two lots of two. Um, you just got to give a two and a one. And yeah, I thought McCurmaker had it. He had a great game, man. And in front of the scout as well. He did a very good game. Um, it's let, let's talk quickly before we do tipping. Uh, like I covered it sort of early in the show, like we we did, you know, say he's a bit raw, like a li- little bit of sausage chance and sausage brain a little bit as well. Where you know doing doing some silly things on the court, man, he's tightened it up. Like Cook's going down yeah. and saying to him, like, here's the line in the sand. Now you must cross that line and be mature and play well for this team because that's going to be, you have a huge, um, a huge mantle to carry and a huge opportunity to grow yourself. And it was the, yes. fir- the first game, like I got these sparks of like that first game where you were just looking at it and go, wow, if this dude can put it together, like how powerful is he? And that, that nothing encapsulated yeah. it like that sweet twirl at the end of that second quarter. Uh, yeah. The end of just before halftime where we dialed up a play with, I think like, you know, point or three, three or two, two or three seconds on the clock. And, you know, it's a 12, it's an out of bounds and there's a screen and he's just wide open and just dunked it with authority too, like massive authority. I think yeah. he blocked, he blocked someone. I think he blocked cotton as well, like a massive block as well. So just, I think, you know, hats off to him. And if he, I think he deserves to kind of start, at the moment in this kind of form. And then you got that safety net of having cooks coming off the bench, which, you know, it's great for us to just have that safety net coming off the bench as well. Um, but yeah, anything you want to, you do, do you want to no, formally apologize? Yeah, well, there's no stress to rush, rush, rush go back. Yeah, I, I, which, which also is great. That's the whole thing, right? That's it. You can just, you can just leave him come back on his own. You've got this, you're not rushing this guy back a little bit undercooked because you're worried that this slot's not filled. They're winning without Cooks. They can win better with Cooks. They can win with Maker. Let's be able to they could win with a bum off the street. Like, it's all <laughs> it's all the same, man. Yeah, you and I could probably play Small Ball 5 and we'd win. That's um, it, mate. Small Ball 5 and Ben Puffed. That would be... Yeah, <laughs> Ben <laughs> yeah, Puffed for sure. Rainbow Ben Puffed. <laughs> I could shoot a good rainbow, though. Um, baseline. Get me baseline. Um, Jalen would find me. But... um. I also, just before we get into tipping, wanted to shout out your mate Tommy V for that um, backcourt steal. That was pretty funny. He went to go behind the back on Travis. <laughs> Did you see that? No, you didn't see it. You don't see, uh, you know, any, anything Tommy bad. Uh, Tommy does that's bad, you don't see. It just is, is wild. Do see, but, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a bit sausage. He's a bit sausage, but, you know. Uh, I, uh, like, look, what? just to quickly touch <laughs> on that, look. I'm okay. Like if he's playing two minutes a game, that's kind of a bonus for us. Like it's, it's not great for him. And we, we think like, you know, you know, he can come into a game and have an effect and play hard, but if he's only playing two minutes a game and we're getting these comprehensive performance, that's also a pretty big plus. Um, Whereas, you know, and look, Sean Bruce is not there. Like we haven't had to talk about him and, you know, hogging the ball and kind of cluttering up the offense a little bit. 
Um, that's all. Like he's gonna come back as well. So like far out. Like you know, wow. and you're talking about other guys like Glover, who you know, and you know, Bales had a, you know, Bales gets the ball and just takes shots, and you could tell everyone just goes, "All right, Bales, you take your shots, mate." Um, and then Glover, yeah. Anyway, let's let's quickly move on to the tipping. I've got the list of games here. Once again, I haven't got it updated inside the spreadsheet, but I'll start out. It is the Hawks playing at home to the Bullets. I think the Hawks are going to be on red hot form. The Hawks are looking pretty good. I will also go the Hawks. How about uh, the Bullets in that game against New Zealand coming back right at the end? I'd updated the spreadsheet. I'd turned the game off. Like they were down two possessions. And then like two days later, I get a message in the the group, a message in the um the tipping thing like Brisbane had won. Like what? I'm like, what? No, they didn't. Like what are you talking about? And then I go back and they won this game. I'm like, what the hell? Like, all right, fair enough. This works for me. I got the tip. So sweet. Uh, LA 36ers are at home to the Jack Jumpers. Jack jumpers, I think. JJ's mate. Another thing to be said is that uh, the Jack jumpers are playing a uh, Thursday, Friday. Sorry, Friday, Sunday against us. So we're, we're, you know, we're in a great position. We got all our games out of the way early, and we're 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 having to, you know, have these teams come up against us where they got to play two games. It's like sucked in. Yeah, we got our games out of the way early, man. It's all good. Um, I'm gonna go 36ers. I thought they were pretty comprehensive uh, against the Phoenix. Um, but then again, you know, it's a Jack Jumpers. The Jack it's Jumpers. It's just hot and cold, man. Yeah, both teams are like that. So it's the uh, the unstoppable hot and cold versus the immovable hot and cold. So let's see what happens. Now, huge, another huge game. Melbourne United are playing uh, at John Kane Arena against the Hawks. We're going to have to go to Melbourne. I think it's going to be hard to back up to a Thursday Saturday against Melbourne. They also played pretty badly, man. Um, they did, but that's... And they, Vickerman will have them. They they played badly too, right? Like it wasn't like whoa, the Hawks were great. Like the United were just rough, and they have a couple of like scoring holes. I just you know a couple of like if you're relying on Delhi a bit too much, if you're relying on Newley to come off the bench and spark your offense yeah. a little bit, like mm, interesting, you, you're interesting. Uh, Cairns Taipans versus the Southeast Melbourne um, Phoenix. That is at Cairns. I was going to say Magic then. But. I'm going to have to go Phoenix. Phoenix. So this, this, Phoenix. These are all must-win games for Phoenix. So you've got a sense of desperation. There. Yeah. You never know, man. They are plummeting at the moment. Um, they lo- Oh, no, they beat the types. Um, so, yeah, I'm going Phoenix as well. Then the Jack Jumpers are at home to the Sydney Kings. Sydney Kings on that one? Yeah, 10 in a row. Let's go. And the Jack Jumpers stop the King's run with a burglary, 66 to 58. Like what? <laughs> uh, Brisbane Bullets are playing at Nissan against the 36ers. Bullets. Uh, I'm going 36ers. I think there's a couple of a uh, couple of 36 wins. 36ers wins on the cards here. Like the old like, oh, they desperately tried late to make a run and didn't quite make it. The old Adelaide story of just like, oh, they didn't quite make the finals. What a shame. And they keep the coach and don't retool their roster (laughs) like every time. Uh, New Zealand Breakers are at my state against the types. Breakers. Man, I've got a soft spot for the Breakers. They'll probably get beat by the Taipans. The Taipans have been playing a little bit better as well, but... Some of these, like the breakers could easily be like they're five and 17. They could easily be like, you know, 11 and 12 or 12 and 
12 and 10. Like some of these games they've played really well in and just lost and you're just going, oh man, I feel for this team. Playing every game away from home too. Uh, Perth is also the final game at RAC against Melbourne. Another huge game, huge game. Huge game. We're going to go to Melbourne in that game. I like it. I like it. I'm in on Melbourne as well. Um, huge. Just a couple of like there's massive games coming, man. And how good does it feel to be sitting, sitting pretty? That was the last game of the round, so yeah, that's all locked in. But just to be sitting pretty and just like watching these, yeah, okay, you guys duke it out now. You know, we've played all our games. Like we played all our big games, man. Like you guys duke it out now. That's just such a such a great feeling. Yeah, they've they've um, yeah they're getting their they're getting their busy rounds in now, and yeah, we're gonna have our last couple of weeks of busy rounds. I think the double game weeks last too. So. So, so let's quickly look at that. Yes. So, yeah, we're playing the Jack Jumpers after they play a th- Friday, Sunday. Then next round, we are playing the 36ers, who will be fresh on a Saturday night. Um, and then we play Tuesday um, against the breakers. the breakers. So it's like that's, you know, that's not a real back-to-back. That's a uh, Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Tuesday, if that was a bigger game, you might go, mm, fair enough. Um, and then we play... The following week is a, is a Thursday, Sunday. Uh, it's, a thir- it's a Tuesday, Thursday. So that's where... That's what I was getting to, yeah. Tuesday, oh, yeah. Breakers. Okay, play- Thursday, Hawks. So that's where it's like, man, uh-huh. come on, League. Do us a bit and of Sundays. And Sunday, then, yeah, we play Sunday against the 36ers. So that's a little bit, you know... Uh, we were just like, oh no, we've got everything out of the way, and then we just look at the roster and look at the look at the uh, fixtures, and it's like, well, actually, we're about to play, you know, six games in fifteen days, so yeah, good luck. Um, yeah. But that whole, I think we'll try and go to that thirty sixes game. Yep, we've got a double week to finish it as well, so we've got three double weeks to finish this season. And then yeah, types Thursday. So what are we looking at? Um, Sunday, Sunday, Thursday types, and then. Thursday, Sunday, Hawks. I don't know. Just just knowing that we don't have to play big teams in this little run, I'd like. It's 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 good that yeah. it's like a, a string string you along type scenario where it's just like yeah, just have to keep playing games, keep playing games, keep playing games, and they're not like blockbusters. We're not playing Perth and then Melbourne and then no. Perth again no. and then you know the Hawks and the Phoenix. What a gauntlet to get us home. Like I think. You know, our, our rhythm, it might be good for us to, you know, keep running on that treadmill and keep this uh, fast-paced offense going. That's the other part too. Like, have you seen any signs of this team where it's like, all of this running we're doing, man, like we're going to hit the wall soon. Like this team looks fit and firing. And uh-huh. that's also, I'm looking at this going like, wow, like for the speed we played at the start of the season, like everything was frantic. Everything was fast-paced, all about transition. Get up the court, get down the court. This team still looks fit and firing and that's great. Yep. It's great. It's great. It's awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, anything, anything else you want to talk about um, in the in the in those games? No, I think uh, we will. I'm expecting wins, but yeah, it's this is the calm before the storm this last week, mm. and it's a uh, it's a crazy crazy watch schedule. It's gonna be good. Yeah, we'll try and get out to that 36ers game um, at home. Before the, the end of the season. Yeah, with the kids. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah, that's going to be brutal. My little one's got a broken arm, so that's fun. Get ready for a broken arm. Um, but, yeah, nice. Nah, it'll be good. And then we might try and get to one of the finals games as well, what do you reckon? Um, 
that's gonna be that's gonna be pumping, yeah, man. man, for how how good we've been playing this season. We haven't really talked much about the the heartbeat of what um yeah, Cameron Curtis is saying that number one spot is a possibility. I think ooh, I think it is. We're not gonna jinx it, but um, you know, very, very uh very on the cusp here. But I think one of the things that hasn't really been talked about that much by us this season is like the heartbeat of this team's kind of back. Like the crowds in it. We're playing good basketball. Um, we're we're kind of back in in that sort of sense too, right? So I'm hoping, yeah, more yeah, I think people it is get to post yeah. post COVID era. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get good turnouts for the last last couple of weeks, um, knowing how good this team is, and you know potentially getting our first, getting back to our first final series in a couple of years, and because that that Melbourne game maybe. where we beat Melbourne, that was one of the best games that I've seen, or one of the best nights of basketball mm-hmm. I've had. In a long time, I think I think my voice. I did something to my voice that night because I was going off. Um, that was when it was Cooks, didn't it? Strip the strip the ball right at the end. He, um, I think yes. he stripped it from Golding, yeah. And then they had Sean Long just shooting threes at the end. It was like, who's taking the big shots in these moments? There's two, there's three of them in the final, you know, final minute, and Sean Long took two threes, and you're just like, yes, of course, we want you taking threes every time over Chris Golding. Um, but yeah, no, nah, we're definitely going to look at that top top spot and just be like, yeah, we're coming for you. So, um, you know, tighten up the shorts and let's go for it. Um, I think we'll leave it there. So it's been a good show. It was it was you know euphoric. It was a great win to dust per three and oh. Finally, after a while of uh, you know they've had the wood over us and you know we've been very respectful to the Perth team and um, accepting accepting of it but yeah i think you know we're we're entitled to have a bit of a gloat here because that was a phenomenal performance and very indicative and very ominous for this for the end of this season uh, but yeah as always we have been live on facebook right now we are live so on monday nights we endeavor to get these they're they're getting a little bit late due to um you know just life and everything that's going on so hopefully out there you can give us a like on facebook and give us a like on the page itself um to get us out there to more kings fans uh we are putting these up on youtube as well so premiering these the next day at five o'clock so if you want to watch these in replay um then just chuck over there and it'll be premiering tomorrow afternoon and then if you want to listen to us on audio platform give us a like and subscribe on itunes on google podcasts on spotify because we go out onto the anchor platform and if you can't find us, um, I'm pretty sure that serves a fair few for your network. So if you can't find us, drop us a line and um, we'll see if we can try and get some audio out to you. And yeah, until till the next game, the next week, we will see you guys next time. On the King's Dime. <laughs>